Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Star Wars of the Force of Evil, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilval. Hey, y'all. And Michelle Ender. Hello. Today, Delaney, Michelle, and I are very excited to get into the giant two-hour Battle from Uni Star Wars the Forces of Evil event that aired this morning on Disney XD. Uh, Yeah, big event. Didn't even go up online before that, so everyone was watching at 11 a.m., or some people. We'll see uh, see if they get big ratings for that. But uh, the first four half-hour segments of Season 3 of Star, um, definitely go watch it now if you haven't. We're going to get into giant spoilers for everything that happened, and we're going to be recapping it all, going through all all seven uh, episode segments here. A lot, obviously, a lot to get into. So check us out at OverlyAnimated.com for all of your uh, Star Wars Force of Evil uh, podcasting content. And uh, subscribe to us, OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube if you're listening to there, anywhere where you can find us. Um, yeah, let's let's get right into this. Uh, first thing is reactions to this whole event and uh, giant, and like what stands out to you, Delaney? Okay, so I tweeted the um, gif from Star Wars of R2-D2 screaming and slamming into a wall. <laughs> that's just, that's my reaction yeah, to the whole yeah. thing. Like, oh my god. Uh, I mean, I it's hard to have, like, a big take... I, I, I mean, I guess the biggest takeaway for me is just how freaking awesome Moon is. Like, just generally speaking. And, like, she, like again, I love her. Big standout. Um, I, there's just so much like I can't that I mean other than I love moon and then star being like really freaking awesome I don't like and then of course I mean we're gonna talk about Eclipse because like oh boy Eclipse is here yeah yeah I don't know like all yeah. of it was amazing it was just so fast <laughs> and a lot of amazing things happen a lot of like shocking things and kind of scary things and just it was just it was really great to watch and even some of the lower moments you know the more humorous you know when we had like river and uh you know ludo and like fighting the book for like literally yeah, two what minutes. the heck but even then like i i think those were like good like pacing like for as it, to watch it in the two-hour event that it was. That was good, like, having those little dips so we all didn't just, like, explode for two hours. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I loved it. I, it was really great. It's probably, like, even going back to last year and, like, Summer of Steven, like, this is probably one of the best kind of, like, animated events that has happened in a while, and I I honestly might like it a little bit more than almost the entirety of the Summer of Steven, like, as an experience and, like, quality and content. I don't know, it was just amazing. It was a lot better than I expected. Not that I had, like, a lot of expectations, but, I don't know, like, I was kind of, I wasn't expecting, I guess, to love it as much as I did, and it was just, just bam, bam, bam in your face, and I just, I loved it. I think it was great even for some of the, like, the down moments, but I, I thought it was just amazing, and it was just, gr- to have this, like, big event, I think was a really good call, and, because I don't think I could have handled, like, this separately, trying to watch it, like, you know, every week, no, no, like, ha- like throw this all at me, like, throw all of this at me at once, and I will choke on it until the rest <laughs> of season three, so it's great. Okay, good stuff. Michelle, what were your biggest reactions from Battle for Muni? Um, 
I'm going to be real. I didn't know it was going to be this many episodes at once. I thought it was going to be half this long. So I finished like within seconds of starting this podcast. Oh, and I feel overwhelmed. It was so good, though. And like you said, like the pacing was really good. Like this is a lot of episodes at once. And they flowed really nicely into each other. I think like it didn't feel miserable yeah. in like two hours. Yeah. Like and even like the book stuff with Little, like it was funny and it was like pretty well animated. So it has that going for it. Um, oh my god, Eclipse is so cool. I love the flashback stuff. That was She's like, like your really evil grandma. You go and yeah. have to and, like, after we see, like, the mural, we have some ideas of, like, what actually went down, but seeing what actually happened and how Moon's, like, trying to figure her life out. And, yeah, it's just, like, it's really, really good. Like, uh, and the conclusion was, like, really satisfying for this arc. And, yeah, there's, oh, man, there's so much to talk about. But, like, yeah, Star was really good. Moon was really good. Eclipsa, those are, like, my top three. Um, I think Marco did a good job too, for what's worth. And I'm like, <laughs> he's okay. Yeah, he's oh okay. Gosh. Like, it's, you know, it's it's not his moment. It's not his show. But like, I don't know. And also, like, as much as I'm like, okay, like, is Starko gonna be like the first thing that happens in this like event? And it like was barely a thing at all. Oh no. Which Come yeah, on, makes no. sense. Stakes, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't barely. We had like a fifteen-second hug. I mean, a while, but on. like when they finally met up, it wasn't like so. Like, do you want to talk about stuff? It's like, no, we got to do like let's go do yes. pure and amazing that's that's that yeah, that's next it, we're that's next episode is the like, i'm glad it didn't take over like the event like thank god you know oh that god. was in the back burner for now don't for don't, don't thank god and no starco that's <laughs> blasphemous oh my goodness oh my god yeah. no th- those are my impressions it was really good i had a really fun time watching this yeah, I mean, come on. Biggest reaction is all this toffee stuff. Like, what toffee? Whatever. Toffee is back yeah. and then dead. Holy crap! Yeah, I don't know. Actually, like, who actually knows? Uh, you see, uh, based on the comments in the episode, we're at least lampshading that uh, toffee's dead uh, for now. We have um, looks pretty, looks pretty gone. Uh, it was really satisfying seeing him be just absolutely obliterated and melted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The the biggest, yeah, like that's that was the biggest. Everything else, it's like okay, we could have seen something kind of like this coming. All this toffee stuff was crazy. The the star, uh, puberty stuff at the end, uh, giant yeah. giant yellow goddess, not giant, but yellow puberty star, um, was incredible. Uh, You're looking great. She was <laughs> so, so funny. Hi, mom. Yeah, yeah, was she, so was, she was really good. The end credits were incredible. I don't know if that's the highlight, but we've new end credits and they're wonderful. I, I think it is a highlight. Yeah. They're, highlight. they're really good um yeah that all the stuff uh, stuff at the end of toffee was really huge and uh definitely uh, a lot to to get into on like what is even happening here uh the flashback episode with moon the undaunted i thought was incredible i loved young moon i loved everything there um i also loved the first episode return to muni um with uh just star and moon interacting um and everything with the uh where the sanctuary where they go um there's like a lot of plot here in this uh in all these episodes and none of it's very um substantially given to us it's all just kind of vague i've probably pieced together most of the things that are happening i still think there's some things that don't really make sense like why star where they are star and uh i guess the biggest mystery is like where star and glossrick are um before star like breaks out 
uh, and is Glasserick like still stuck there? Um, Glasserick like died earlier in the event, and that was the biggest yeah. reaction in the beginning. Like it, during hour one, that was the highlight. But then, but then it was, it was eclipsed during hour two. Um, you know, there's just a ton, a ton of a ton of blast here. It's crazy. It was really fun. It was in, really well animated. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, you had down episodes, uh, that if they weren't part of like a larger arc, I think would have, we would have been like, meh, like I think Book Be Gone, Marco and the King, um, yeah, those are sure. kind of meh episodes. Um, we have some of our best kind of social commentary on the show in Puddle Defender, uh, definitely getting like the, the most into this, um, human monster, like monster prejudice type thing. Uh, I think that was really good. Uh, King Ludo is an interesting episode, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. There's a lot that happened. A lot of it was like vague and it's like, let's get into like, was it even good or not? Like, was it good to kill off Toffee here? I think that's one of our big questions. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, despite that, even, even if we, we say, you know, man, that it's, it was, uh, still an, an, an incredible event. Let's, let's get into, um, I don't know. What's, what's the, the headline? Is it Toffee or is it, uh, is it Mew Pretty Star? Like these are, they're kind of interconnected here, but, um, Toffee looking, looking like he's gone for good. He's back. He Voldemort manifests and then, um, no. And then he's like muck. Uh, thing and then Ludo pushes over a thing onto him. So, uh, Delaney, are you happy to see Toffee gone? Yes. Why? Because you like him and that irritates me. Wow. <laughs> That's the main reason. Yes. Uh, no, I don't like. I mean, Toffee's almost like too big for the show. Like, Toffee is just this big, like, ridiculous kind of figure, this villain. And. Even now, like, after we've gotten the, you know, we got the moon flashback episode and, like, we're still piecing things together. We literally saw it. But then, like, there's just, there's still, we still don't have everything. I don't know. Like, yeah, there was a war. And then she just, like, kind of shamed him. And he was like, okay, we're leaving now. But... I don't know, like, it just, like, bringing him back was, like, you know, terrifying, and it was a good move, and kind of brought a little bit more purpose back to Ludo, which is probably the most important thing Toffee has done, is um, he's making, like, he's doing things with Ludo, doing things for Ludo's character that Ludo, you know, where he was, couldn't do for himself because he's terrible. And now, like, they've used Toffee to try and change who Ludo is, and, you know, change his character, and, I don't know, like, just the way they built him up of how scary, how powerful he is, like, we couldn't have kept that. Like, you can't sustain that kind of fear, that kind of, like, just omnipresent, like, you just can't, you can't sustain that for, like, a whole season. And I think, and we've already killed him once, <laughs> so this, uh, well, we thought we did. So, I think... Like, doing it the way we did. And also, again, like, this was, this wasn't just one, like, yeah, it was a two-hour single event to us, like, you know, as this experience. But, you know, in the reality of, like, the show, this was multiple episodes. Like, it wasn't, like, if we, if this was a normal season, this would just be, like, we were like, oh, okay, this, this felt long, it would have felt longer than it does right now. Because we were watching everything all at once. Yeah, this is this is so, like this is like Toffee is like his own arc here, basically, is what we're seeing. Yeah, mm. and I think like I think we I feel like we've done everything we can with Toffee, and I'll be and like at this point it's like we just have to defeat him. Like it's not like we can keep him around forever, though. And I don't know. It was also I think satisfying because he comes back and he's in a suit and he's like whatever and he's leaving, 
Because what he has done is he did what Moon did to him. He humiliated her. And he's like, I'm tired. Like, he's like, I don't care anymore. I don't care about any of you and I'm going to go. And he walks away. And then Star just freaking like obliterates him, which was really satisfying because he's annoying and it felt really good because he's a punk. But like, I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. Like, that just that kind of, uh, it's, it's not quite ironic. But it's just kind of like the sick, twisted sort of like poetic justice. I mean, I won't like I wouldn't be totally completely shocked if like there's some remnant of Toffee later. But I think killing him now and like getting it over with, like it opens things up because ultimately this is Star taking over from Moon. This is you know Star becoming a Muberty Star and like whatever, and we're still exploring this how powerful Star is thing. And this is like what she had to overcome to get to that point because Ludo is like useless. And it's like, yeah, he stole the book, but that's literally all he's done. Yeah. Um, so let's we brief we can briefly recap the Toffee backstory we get from it didn't like it didn't like fully piece together to me on first viewing. Uh so like the what the backstory episode says is Toffee's a general in the monster army and they're attacking the uh the the castle um the monster like king is going to agree to a peace treaty but toffee is the general like breaks um like goes against that and him and his lizard people uh kill uh moon's mother and then uh, moon goes to them learns the spell from the learns the spell from eclipse uh, breaks off his finger and then that just kind of like scares the rest of the lizards into not wanting to attack anymore basically um, because uh, Eclipse is a spell where he can't regenerate, whereas all the other lizards uh, can. So it kind of like pieces together. It's like very, it is very fast and a little bit thin, but it does kind of piece together everything, all the missing holes we had with with Toffee's story. Um, yeah, and and it, it's it's it is interesting. He, he comes back and he's not doesn't particularly want to kill them or anything. He just walks away. Um, what do you think of this resolution, Michelle? Towards everything with Toffee. I mean, so like. Toffee's goal was like essentially I want my finger back for like the entire Toffee arc so it makes sense that he would just walk away once he got what he wanted um the thing that seems a little I mean if he if he has like literally planned out like the situation beforehand for like ever and he like knew this is what had to be done in some way shape or form to like get his finger back um, he does have a line at the very end where he's like, don't you know that I like, know like that this is all going to happen. Like, and you're dead now. Maybe they'll leave it at that. But it also makes you wonder, like he, he always seems to be like more aware of like the puzzle pieces coming in place before anybody else does. So I'm a little curious if like the toffee thread is not complete, but I do agree that like, I would rather see the show as a whole shift to Eclipsa being like a main topic because we've had Toffee for two seasons, and if his point was really just to get his finger back, like, he did that, and then he died, and then, like, we can close that book. If not, Also, like, Eclipse still wouldn't be freed otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll like, they tie together, and I, if it feels pretty complete, but, like, I do think Toffee's also a character where it's like, mm, you're never quite sure. Unless, like, maybe the show creator will be like, no, he's dead for real, and then I'll, I'll believe it. Yeah, more on that in a second. Um, the... I, I, so I, I think the toffee stuff resolution is the thing I'm most unsatisfied with from this, this whole event. Um, I've, I've, uh, my line on 
like my opinion on Toffee for a while has just been that he was incredible during season one. And kind of ever since we've, we brought him back at the end of season two, he hasn't, he's just this kind of like overall villainous force and he didn't really have any personality. I think all the Toffee we saw in this event was that season two type Toffee where he's just like a general antagonistic over, over like, uh, just overarching evil force for the show. Well, I think his conclusion is the most Toffee thing about him. Like, I think that was. <laughs> yeah. Because he, like, honestly, like, yeah, you know, on the face surface, like, he's just trying to get his finger back. That's dumb. Like, whatever. But then, like, we know, like, Toffee, like, he's this very, like, put together, like, he has a lot of pride. And that's all this was, was he, he had to get his finger back, like, to, like, to feel, like, literally whole again. But then also, like, to, like, that's what it was. It was just pride and this, like, he had to humiliate Moon. And I think that's probably one of the greatest victories I've done for his character is how subtle all of this is. Because, like, Toffee doesn't really talk a lot, honestly. And, I mean, he does his, like, oh, like, you know, he does all his dark, like, stupid comments to Star or whatever that are, like, don't really mean anything. But, like, when he comes back and, you know, he's fighting Moon and then Marco punches him and he just, like, walks off. He's like, I'm done. I don't care. I don't care about any of you. Like, that, I think, was, like, finally like i finally was like okay this is why toffee is cool and this is why he's gonna go because like he's done there's nothing else like that's all that that's all it was for him unless if they do bring him back there has to be some actual in game because at that because at this point this, that's all this was was this like personal vendetta against moon and like getting his finger back and so i do think where we ended up here what did make sense with the direction we we're going with toffee and like this is mm-hmm. more of his uh the end game this is like more of his goals uh to to kind of be a a powerful force instead of limited uh like he was with working under ludo in season one um just in terms of my satisfaction for the character is uh definitely much less if if toffee is just the toffee we saw end of season two to now i def- absolutely don't mind losing him because uh you know he's nothing he's really just this uh just just this evil Voldemort type being and he's not very interesting to me. So um, if this is where we're going with Toffee, then I think it's fine to move on now. Uh, it's certainly very um, sudden, I guess. Uh, it's not s- specifically him going away right now. That is a problem. It's more of just everything that happens was kind of vague. So it just ties into all that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just more disappointed in the decision to move away from the season one type Toffee. Although my read on the situation is that this is a, a part of Darren moving away from every season one element of the show. Uh, yeah, um, it seems like it. Yeah, basically my, my read, and this is not really based on anything true. My read is just that season one was heavily Disney influenced. Um, and then if you look at the, uh, the, uh, the crew turnover from season one to two, there's, some some high level crew members um that are not there in season two and that i think it's more of darren's show now and her her creative vision so like if writing toffee off as a as a part of that uh shift then i'm absolutely fine with that um and i think it's going to be exciting to see uh to bring eclipse into the fold and here's how eclipse ties into this um and this is something I didn't necessarily pick on, pick up on right away either. Cause it was like minute, uh, like 20 of the two hour event to the end of the two hour event. But, uh, the contract that, uh, that Eclipsa makes with Moon in the flashback episode Moon the Undaunted is, uh, once your enemy is killed, you must give me something, uh, in return, my freedom, says Eclipsa. And she says that a contract between two queens is stronger than any crystal. Um, I believe the heavy implication is that Toffee at the end of the event is killed. And that is why, uh, Eclipsa's, uh, crystal is starts to crack. 
because the contract has been completed and now Eclipsa can emerge uh, because of the contract between two queens. So the episode... Uh, Ah, that is some good evidence for that. Thank you. Yeah. So the episode strongly canonically implies that Toffee is dead. Um, Now, you know, clearly Toffee could come back to life or something like magic. You know, he's come back to life before. Um, But I believe the strong intent of the event is to say that he is killed and not... Well, it's because... I don't think, like, especially, like, so we have to assume the witness to this contract is magic itself, which I think the Mm -hmm. show at this point, like, we're pretty, like, magic isn't just this, like, um, static thing. Like, magic, you know, is its own thing in the show. And, you know, and that's another thing we have to talk about, like, is the Fritz gone? And um, in this case, like, you know, magic witnessed the contract and then magic witnessed Toffee's death. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's like a magic contract. It's like, if, if this, it's, it's like a general, um, uh, like fantasy type, uh, thing to do. Like, this is a thing that exists in other fantasy things. The unbreakable vow. Yeah, I was gonna say the unbreakable vow, totally. Right. It's, it's just a contract that, like, is bound by magic itself. Yeah. So it's, 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 we didn't know this existed in this world before, but, um, you know, the show can, it doesn't have defined magic mythology, so it can kind of bring anything out like this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so at the end, that's what's happening. It wasn't even clear to me on first viewing, but that's what's happening. That's why Eclipse is breaking free because Toffee is dead and they made a contract. So, um, this is Moon's, uh, consequences from her past coming, coming to light here. And, uh, it's not clear if this will have consequences on Moon herself, which she had the, the, the Eclipse of Veins going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. Eclipse uh, free. She talks to Moon in the flashback. They unfreeze her head, but then they refreeze it. Um, and that also explains the mysterious yeah, the uh, hand picture. It's because right. her yeah. glove, her is glove still comes in there. off. Yeah, exactly. That's actually really glad. I'm glad that they had that attention to detail. Yeah, I, li- I like how they uh, they explain that too. So um, that looks like the next phase of the show. Now, um, Eclipsa is free at the end of this event. Um, you know, she's not. There's just a crack, but um strongly implied that she will be free immediately when after the show uh that episode ends uh what do you think of delaney what do you think of this as the next direction for the show i mean i'm really excited like i mean i've been waiting for eclipse so um what's interesting like so i was watching it my mom was like why is she frozen and like what, what's the big deal <laughs> what's going you know? on yeah and i'm like and then i was like explaining it to her and i'm like you know i really don't even know what eclipse did like she's just evil like that's all we know <laughs> so i'm really excited to like explore like eclipse and also she seemed pretty chill like she's like yeah. this, like she's your evil grandma and you just go have tea with her like seems pretty chill and I don't know. We're just going to have to see. I mean, I'm really excited. Like, one, I'm always excited to have, like, more female characters and to have, like, a prominent female villain is really exciting. She's related to Moon and Star. Like, I'm maybe we'll get more, like, maybe Miss Haynes will play a role, too. Like, we're just going to have all these, like, family nonsense. And I'm just like, what's Eclipse's deal? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Like, and, like, what's so bad about her being free? Like, you know, even Moon was, like, she didn't she didn't seem all that bad. Like, what's wrong? So, and then, you know, it'd be nice. To, and hopefully this will also play into, like, the monster and Moomin conflict. And hopefully we'll have more resolution with that. So, I'm just excited to see. And, like, I'm sure, like, Eclipse is not at all what, she, you know, she's def- there's definitely more than meets the eye. And I'm excited to see, like, is she really a villain or is she one of those... She wasn't really that bad, and that's all, like, you know, kind of like the puddle defender, the, that it's, 
Um, it's just stuff they've been told, but maybe in reality, Eclipsa was like all about monster rights, and they were like, "No, we're gonna yeah. freeze you because that's stupid," yeah. and then that kind of stuff. So like, there's no telling, and I'm kind of hoping that's the way they go because she, her character design's really cool, and she seemed really cool. So I'm just excited to see. And even if she's just crazy, super evil, that's fine too. <laughs> I'm just ready. Like I'm just ready. Yeah. Like, this is super exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of thematic stuff that kind of says that um, Eclipsa's evil in this in these this arc but we don't learn what she did why she's frozen all we learn is that she's roughly 350 years old right now in the flashback they say 300 years ago since she's been frozen um and that's in a flashback we she's voiced by esme bianco uh who's been in who's ross in game of thrones back tomorrow and uh also in the magicians and there which i find funny because there is a wellspring in this episode and that's an element of the magicians anyway um so yeah we don't really know much about uh, her character anymore. Uh, Michelle, what do you think of her becoming potentially the main antag- antagonistic force of the show now? I mean, I was thinking about what Delaney said, and I think either like she will be, or it was kind of, I don't know, maybe she is really chill. And if that's true, I, I'm like wondering where the show could go from there. And I think like the discussion of like black magic still is like a pretty big plot thing that should mm. be addressed. And like the Fritz is probably still happening. I don't think that was all toffee. And the fact that like the queen moon is like infected with the dark magic, like there's a lot going on there too. So if Eclipse is like really heavily involved, that'd be interesting. If not so much, I don't know, but like, I feel like that's another direction too, that like is still pretty open for exploration at this point. Yeah. Um, my my read is that she's not going to be straight evil, um, yeah. but there's not a lot of proof because, I mean, I guess that what's that based on is that um, the puddle defender moral type stuff they bring in here um, with the monster prejudice. It's like that episode paints Moon in a pretty bad light. Um, so she's not a great, uh, a great, like, uh, objective narrator or anything. Um, at least in terms of, uh, you know, monster views and Eclipsa, we had the only, the only thing we really know is that she's, um, sympathizes with the monsters. Um, and that, uh, also when, uh, Moon mentions her chapter in the book, they call it the forbidden section. She's like, is that what, is that what they call it now? <laughs> so, yeah. she, so she doesn't really, uh, uh, know that uh, she did either that was tongue in cheek or she didn't necessarily know that what she was doing would be seen as as dark magic. Um, so I think there's a, yeah there's a lot of interesting territory to go in here. Um, not there wasn't a ton in this event with Eclipsa, um, but it's uh, th- that's the direct next ramification on the show. This contract between um, those two contract, of course. Insert your Madoka references here. Um, which, uh, yeah, basically what happened. Um, so I get the next topic. Um, we've, we've mentioned it a few times. The Fritz, not really directly talked about in the events. However, I would like to connect the Fritz, the Wellspring, um, the Toffee Sludge magic and the Star Golden magic. These are kind of the elements at play here, which I think are all part of the same category. So we knew previously that the Fritz was uh, like magic was like running out or something in the universe. Um, we knew that we also, this is also the, the, the star gold magic versus the toffee sludge maybe connects to the star dark arc, which didn't really mm. seem to come into play here. But, um, so the wellspring, which is at the sanctuary in episode one, um, was, uh, they like it was like the sludge that came out and then later when star is like inside ludo it gets very vague but um the uh the toffee sludge seems to represent toffee 
and then the golden like specks in the within the sludge uh, that Star is trying to chase, and she eventually finds, and that's what enables her to go muberty um, yellow, uh, which is uh, it seems to represent Star's light magic or something. Um, I think it ma- represents magic itself. Could, yeah, right. There's a line I can't remember. Like when he's talking about like magic, and he's like, "That's that's what the little yellow bits are." Is like that's all that's left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right because the, if it if it connects to the Fritz, it could just be magic in general. And Toffee Sludge is not a form of magic, but like anti anti matter or something. Um, but then at the end of the of of Toffee, the episode, uh, the Wellspring starts shooting out gold magic again potentially indicating the fritz is done is the fritz solved at the end of this because the wellspring is emitting uh this this golden form of magic so for reference in uh, referencing the show the magicians again in the magicians there's a wellspring which is the source of magic in uh the fantasy world uh that exists in that show so it's possible that this wellspring that we visit is just the source of magic in the universe although they don't say that um but that's but they use a word that sounds that kind of indicates that uh, in other like magic mythologies anyway what's your read on what's happening at the end of Lainey? is is the fritz is the fritz restored i mean it's kind of hard to imagine why it wouldn't be. Granted, like, there's more they can do with it, obviously. Like, I don't know, like, there's just a lot of pieces here. So forever, I was like, okay, the green stuff, it's tied into Star's, like, emotional state. And then also, like, we do know it's Toffee's corruption. Like, that, you know, the Toffee wand and, you know, all that, that's Toffee. But then, and then, but then this introduces this black sludge. Mm-hmm. And this is different from the green whatever, but, like, I think they're the same thing. Like, it's just it's just Toffee. But I just don't know how satisfying it is that, like, if Toffee's the reason for the, like, the Fritz and, like, the corruption. Because, like, why? Like, what did he do? What how did he have that much control? Oh, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's br- okay, let's bring in other elements I just remembered. Because we also say that Toffee was corrupt. Like, they either say he was corrupting her inside the wands, potentially both. Right. And also, yeah. when it's restored at the end, when um, Starlight grabs the thing, the pony uh, that's inside the wands, at least that's my interpretation of what that thing is, there's like a little pony that like comes out. Um, so it's well, she's like growing it, like yeah, she's making it a whole new, yeah, yeah. It's like she's like she's creating a new it. wand, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like Star's wand was corrupted by Toffee. I think that's clear. Um, yeah. and but but then you could also connect that if Star's wand has to do with the source of all magic, then that then that could have to do with that. Then that could tie into that as well. Well, it makes sense because so like we're at the sanctuary, and Moon says like the queens of Muni have been coming here for generations. And we know that the Queens of Muni are, like, in charge of the Magical High Commission. Like, they're in charge of stuff. And, like, they they have magic. And Star's wand was Moon's wand. So if it's passed down and it's all this, like, hereditary, like, stuff that's tied to the, like, the bloodline of Muni, the magical bloodline of Muni, then it makes sense if, like, it's all tied up in that. Like, if it's, like... Like, if it's all tied to, like, the source of magic. Yeah. Since, like, they go to the sanctuary and, yeah. and like, all this stuff. F- further evidence for this type of thing is that the the Star Book uh, talks about how um, Uni is just kind of represent- either representative or the source of all magic in the universe. That's And that's kind of why the Muman Queen is important, is that she's, like, the representation of magic. Um, so I believe if the Wellspring represents magic on Muni, it might also be magic on uh, it just in a, in the whole universe scale. 
Um, I think there's potentially enough evidence to to say that. So, like, in, in, in that... Well, I think they said that in the show, not just the book, that Muni is, like, the center of magic in... They might have, yeah. Like, yeah. the universe. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely true. So, um, if, if Star's Wand is, like, a microcosm of Muni's magic and Muni's magic is the whole universe's magic, then this could have restored magic to the whole universe at the end. Um, any reactions to any of this, Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree. I'm also like, mm, if it's all literally tied to the wand, like, I'm just, like, wondering what that's going to mean for the show and, like, where it could go from here or if, like, some of it's not all wand-centric. But, yeah, like, the big thing seems to be, like, when she grew her own wand and she reconnected the two halves, like, everything seemed fine. So, but that's why I wonder, like, is the dark magic, like, separate from that? And is that why Eclipse is going to be so important? Like, is it outside of Toffee? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's my big question. That's interesting because these this sludge that we see from Toffee it definitely seems to be more of an anti-magic than a dark magic in the past. And he never has purple. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's always green, right? Yeah. So it has to be a different thing. Yeah, in the past, we've well, seen that's, Eclipse's that's, like, magic. Corruption. Yeah. We've seen Eclipse's magic represented with green, and this is black, so it's probably something different, I would say. No, Eclipse's magic is purple. Purple, and then Mm -hmm. stars. Coffee's is green. The the corruption is green. The corruption is green. green. It wasn't even green. Okay, so there's a third thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like three things. Well, there's like, so there's the one that was green, and like Ludo, and like all that's green, and then we have the sludge, and then there's like the dark magic. Yeah, I think it's, it it might tie together, but for now it seems, it seems separate. Um, but yeah, stars, stars wand is, is back all. That's another consequence here. Um, she has her, her full wand back. Um, we see, we move, let's talk about Muberty star at the end. Do you agree with calling that? <laughs> like, what, what is this? Uh, this is yellow. Uh, she looks, I have a, an image linked here for reference. She looks, uh, like, uh, she has butterflies. She has like hair and like twin tails. She's like horns and stuff. Um, and I was like very excited for her to keep this new outfit. She like falls and sure her dress is still yellow, even though she's not like ethereal anymore, but then she reverts back and then she loses the wings. And I was like, Oh, but, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's what it was like, what is even happening here? This is season three. Look. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, we're changing. <laughs> oh, no, no. What, 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 what happened with this? Any explanations? Um, well, this is, well, I mean, moon did this when she fought, when she was fighting toffee in uh right and he when he like killed the magic like when he fought the magic high commission so like this is the whatever like they have muberty and then they have like whatever they're like magical girl muberty form and they just go like super (laughs) saiyan on everybody how many references can delaney make in a sentence this is definitely Um, magical girl star for sure oh yeah oh yeah no 100 percent sailor moon that's that's what i said like she went like total sailor moon i haven't even seen sailor moon and i'm like she went sailor moon seriously yeah yeah what's your read on it michelle um yeah it just seems like a a new chapter in her like unlocking powers and there's still that whole thread from season two where it's like wow like stars making all these new spells her own way she must be even more powerful than moon and now we have eclipsa being a flat point again what was that impersonation i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we have eclipsa being a plot point now so like maybe like part of the muberty thing's gonna be like okay like now that you have this new like level of access to power like what are you gonna do with it how much farther can it go clearly it can probably go farther than it is right now so i'm excited i i think it makes sense that they chose to do it this way we have Uh, to keep continuing this arc like we've yeah for sure like where else would we go 
that makes sense given what we've had for the past two seasons. Yeah, this is, you, ties into like the Star's super powerful arc. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love seeing this. I thought the animation was incredible. I love this moment for Star. Um, very, this, this to me was kind of reminiscent of uh, the Korra book two finale with Janora, um, which is, you know, not a great uh, thing to mimic. <laughs> Explains it way better. Well, I think like, I think I disagree. I don't think it really makes sense I, here. Uh, well, she she I mean, like grabs onto a, a yellow speckle saying. and then she. Well, that doesn't make you sense. You know, like every <laughs> transformation, like le- itself right? Makes so at sense. least we had some precedent for this. You're right. Um, okay, our suspension of disbelief is really much bigger in this show yeah, than in Korra yeah. when there was like an established mythology that still they still messed with. Right, no. They, they, they still what the they, no, the di- there was the di- also giant yeah. kaiju, so those don't count. Yeah, the difference is that this show just does this all the time. It doesn't have as established a mythology. I like, I love this moment. I do think it's a part, it, it's part of a bunch of things that don't really have, make any sense. Uh, that's happening all at once. Um, but, you know, I still love it, whatever. Uh, she also has six arms, for the record. But Well, I think it's pretty obvious that they're for the record, for the record in case yeah. anyone forgot. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that this is something, like, we're going to talk about. And, like, you know, going through this, like, tra- I mean, I'm, I need to have the, like, moon star debriefing episode where they're just, like, on the couch. Yeah. Like, just talking. Like, man, that was some stuff. Like, that's what, that's what we need. And, like, I like. I feel like it's like we got we even got we got a weird Muberty explanation like this is going to happen like it's fine I'm not that worried about it and it just looked really cool and I think in like a thematic sense I mean it definitely made sense like I don't think it was impossible to follow you know she found we were she was looking for like the last speck of magic she found it and then she was able to use it. Because she's super awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, thematically, yeah. I think it worked. Yeah, visually, it worked. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's storytelling without, uh, much of a concrete explanation. This is typically something I always, uh, criticize on, on the podcast. And I, I do think it was not, um, you know, like, I mean, I think rather than it being like a clear mistake, I think it was purposefully, uh, kind of, uh, more of, more vague and artistic and stuff like that on purpose. Like it was, they they like, knew what Star they were doing here. Does this here. really well? Like yeah. they, they do this all the time, yeah. and that's what I love about the show is because I don't always need it to be spoon fed to me, and I really enjoy things like this where it's like I get it. I don't have words for it, but I get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a there's a, a separation between don't need to be spoon fed, and then the show never really explains anything. Um, so like, uh, th- this I think is is maybe fine in the context of a bunch of things happening at once at the end, which all. You know, it's like, you know, maybe we could have had uh, some explanation. I do think it still works, though. I think I still think this episode is really great. Toffee, uh, the, the final half hour one. Um, but uh, cer- certainly it's uh, we, we got a lot of uh, a lot of vague uh, plot plot occurrences happening. One of the things was, as we mentioned before, uh, before this transformation happens, her and Glossark are in um, some dimension. It's Place, just a black yeah, background. Void. Yeah. Stars like I'm dead and Tavi's like or and then Glassrick's like, no, don't I'm insulted. So not clear whether they were dead or where they are. Any theories? I, I mean, think that, they're they're uh, in a place without magic. Okay. Like the, the, so yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the there's like the force or whatever. And like in this case, like it's like this is what it's like when there's no magic. Like this kind of like like there's a place where magic is, because they weren't in Ludo anymore. Like she popped into existence, so I think she fell out of existence because wherever they they were wherever Toffee was, in like because he was in Ludo, but like he wasn't. Like he was this magical force. 
and then he willed himself into being because he's ridiculous and then like because there wasn't anywhere for star to be anymore because she was only there because toffee was there like she couldn't have done that otherwise mm. because because toffee kind of created this corruption kind of zone like i like to think it like so there's like let's say there's like this magical river like that's magic toffee kind of created like his own little river in the river like he kind of diverted it or whatever and star could get there because toffee made it but once toffee was gone it was gone and there wasn't anywhere for star to be anymore so and then when and this especially i think what's further might kind of like this they were out of existence like they actually ceased to exist not in the sense that they died but they just didn't exist anymore that because i think because death would imply like this kind of physical death like i think like they just didn't exist anymore because glossaric is tied to the book when toffee burned the book ludo whatever same person they like glossaric was like i saw this coming and he was gone and glossaric wasn't really that freaked about it because he's like whatever like i don't like it's glossaric so i think that's what it was like they just weren't anywhere anymore any take any take Um... michelle um so the two most confusing things for me in this entire event were like one, like first I was like, why is star standing next to Ludo after she knows it's going to explode and she could potentially die. And then it's like, well, toffee managed somehow the last time she exploded the wand. So maybe she knew that and was like, mm, let's see what happens. Maybe I can find him this way. Okay. Well, there wasn't anywhere for her to go. And the thing is, I think, mm, I mean, that's connected to the wand in the river. I feel like at one point it all was like, you know, her magic. It was like golden and toffee once he was there after exploded the first time, like he slowly started corrupting it. That's been going on for like, you know, season two. Where she ends up with Glossaric, I don't know if that's a different place or not, but I kind of would assume so. Um, But I really don't know. And that's like what I'm really confused about. Like, how are those two places connected? Where is Glossary? Yeah, I mean, she came back, like, out of, like, the air and had her body still. So, you know, could the same thing happen with Glossary? I really don't know. That's one of the most, like, mm, okay, show, like, this is really cool. I'm going to try not to think about too much, but, like, <laughs> I definitely have questions. So that's, like, essentially how I feel about it at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what's going on here. My initial read was that this is a Harry Dumbledore King's Cross at the end of the yeah, second book moment. Yeah, that a little too. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think that's exactly what they're going for, so I don't really know. But you know, like, I think they were—they just didn't exist anymore. And then that star used what was left of magic to like bring magic back. And it makes sense that Glossaric is still gone, like because I mean, Glossaric is Glossaric, but like. Ultimately, Gloucester is kind of like pure magic. Like, he's like, what, the most powerful being in the universe, right? And he's tied to the spell book. So I feel like he's just, like, there. Gloucester can't do anything because he, like, like, the book got destroyed. He's in this, like, nothingness, whatever other place. And then Star used what was left of magic. So hopefully they can bring him back. But I think that's what it was. Like, it's because, like, Gloucester is, you know, so tied to magic that that's, that's what, like, so... To me, that's like what like makes sense in my head. Like my theory that they just weren't, they didn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. Like, we really, don't know for sure yeah. yet. Hopefully, we'll know more. But yeah, let's let's yeah. talk Glossaric. So, in the, the third episode, Glossaric uh, is 
like seemingly dies as uh, Lu- burned alive. Ludo burns the book. Alive with the book. Right, Delaney yeah. says that we are under the impression that Glasrick is tied to the book. Um, we haven't really gotten details on that. We know from uh, the well, we know he's tied to the book. Yeah, he burns up with the book. Like, right? They're definitely we, a package. We, I mean, I mean Glasrick's character. We know he's I, tied to the y- book. Y- it's yeah. certainly yes we've certainly been presented with that i think as, as much as anything on the show nothing's like spelled out for us um and then i think in the tie-in book we learned that uh glosseric is the most powerful being and then at the end he is in that uh that black space where uh star comes back from as far as we know he's still there um so my my big reaction to everything that happened with glosseric is like why is he able to be quote-unquote killed or dissipated or whatever um because he's so powerful i don't really necessarily understand what's happening um maybe well, i think the one thing magic. though like he is one of the most powerful like beings but like maybe his like cravata is that he's tied to this book and he has to kind of go where the book is because he's well, never not been with the book. Like, the only reason he wasn't there, like, when um, Toffee was fighting Moon in season two is because he, like, literally hid because Toffee told him to. But he was, like, around. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Glossark that we saw for most of the show, I think this makes sense, that he would go away when the book goes away. Um, the Glossark presented to us as the most powerful being who created all of the the commission um you know I'm, I'm i'm skeptical which is why i think he's certainly not gonna be gone because uh he's yeah you know, i mean he's still kind no, of he's going, exists he's yeah right. so i mean maybe the book needs to come back or something that's what i'm wondering maybe star can just like turn her notebook into the new official oh, like yeah. spell book that's and he could be linked to that or something so yeah i was like Lostrick will come back he'll just pop out of star's notebook yeah yeah that would, be, that would be a good way to tie in that uh star making your own book type thing yeah i was not devastated to see the star's book go um, I feel like Delaney was more was more was invested so in the book. Yeah, I was shocked. Like, yeah, I was, I was like, like whoa. It's like I mean, I hate him obviously, but I was, and he was getting on my nerves trying to freaking marshmallow freaking pudding. I was like, Can you quit it! Like, <laughs> it was so stupid. Like, it made me so irritated. <laughs> like, it was just so frustrating to watch. Yeah, and I just wanted to like flick him, like just go yeah, away. I was not happy that but, we brought pudding back. <laughs> the... Yeah, no, but like, I mean, pudding is the least irritating thing about Glossary. But um, yeah, no, they just—I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. They I was just so shocked they were going to kill Glossary. I'd never thought that was going to happen. Granted, still, when they kept talking about Lechmet's dead and all that, there aren't really lines anymore yeah they're kind of doing whatever yeah. they yeah, want no, this was it should be noted this was very dark uh two uh, two hours of, of star here um they say like Super. kill a lot there's people are dying it's uh very dark for disney 11 a.m on a saturday i think for sure um ludo we haven't talked about ludo so ludo uh has this whole king ludo arc and then at the end um he asks to be thrown into the void uh to ludo alone again he leaves his spider and, bir- spider and bird um he loses the wand hands and uh, he's just thrown into the void by stars and star keeps the scissors and is ludo gone for good are we done with ludo no he's definitely oh, coming back why? yeah why? he could be gone this no i don't think i don't think they're i think the purpose like what i was talking about earlier with they use toffee as a vehicle, like Toffee was his own thing too, but using Toffee as a vehicle to change Ludo. Yeah. 
And we already had this whole, like, Ludo has daddy issues, and then Ludo, him, you know, asking Toffee, did I have any hand in this? No, because you suck, Ludo, and you don't actually do anything. So <laughs> word kind of like, word, what Toffee said. <laughs> yeah, it's him going to the void for Ludo to find himself, do some soul-searching, maybe come back and not suck as much. Yeah, he, he came back once. He could be a uh, somewhat of a sympathetic force when uh, when he comes back. Him and Star once once Star's I like Toffee's feel bad con- for him because he's so pathetic. <laughs> almost, almost uh, got there. Right, I'm feeling bad. Yeah, he's. Oh, you guys, <laughs> Michelle. What what do you think of Ludo in this whole event and him being thrown off at the end? I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think he needs to like have a cooling down period and be on the back burner. But like, I think he's definitely going to come back sometime later this season if not next season um and they wouldn't spend so much time with Ludo. i mean they killed toffee but i think delaney's right like i think toffee was kind of a vehicle to change Ludo. so we're definitely not done with Ludo, and he's not like fully formed into whatever the show like wants to go with him whatever direction um and it would just spend too much time he's had his own episodes like that that's like a commitment like we've met his family like we're getting his backstory they He's took us not, on his parents. Yeah, they like, can't. it's gonna be more than just, like, oh, a, a temporary character. So, yeah, I don't feel like we need to see him anytime soon, obviously. But, like, he's definitely gonna come back and the things will maybe change. We'll see. Probably. I mean. Ludo in the wild, too, yes or no? No, I don't want that. Oh, man, that, that's a good episode, though. <laughs> Is it coming? I think that might be coming. It might be. Who Star, knows? Star, like, throws chips in with him, too, which were featured, I think, on yeah, the last Ludo in the Wild. Yeah, yes. So that So I feel like that's a... Uh... Now he has two chip bags. Two whole chip bags. <laughs> Double layer it for the winter. That's the, I think it's coming. Um, we mentioned Lekmet's dead. We learned that from Moon. Um, but uh, the other three commission members... P- potentially coming back to life at the end of the event once the wellspring has been turned back on. Yeah, I would assume they've, they're fine now. Yeah, they're in the pods and the wellspring is shooting the gold magic now. So uh, the revival of Romulus, um, yeah, Hecapu he- and on the Traxxas. Yeah. yeah, so that's 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 to come. Uh, Rip, Lekmet. Um, Rip. I, Rip. I think it's a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we poor poor Rombulus. Yeah, Lambius will be very <laughs> sad. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah. Maybe he'll be in no state to try to refreeze Eclipse. The snakes will have to yeah. comfort him. Yeah, I think so. Um so yeah, that was the the other major plot thing. Uh Marco, we have Marco and um and River bonding time and uh Marco with leading the resistance. Um we have They got on my nerves so bad. The resistance, come on! You didn't like. Uh, I already uh, forgot her name. The only one that we, that we knew the name. We just saw so much of them of the episode. Full, full like, Duke. If they'd been in like three minutes. Like okay. No full, no full like, Duke fans here. Long time. Well, no, I'm just not a fan of Ruberi. Ruberi's great. What about the mimes? Obviously, the mimes. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, full, full Duke. I thought I liked Full Duke. She's voiced by uh, Natalie Palmides, yeah, who's uh, Buttercup in New Powerpuff Girls. Um, I think I think she's good, uh, and yeah, I think Marco moments were potentially some of the weaker ones of the two hours, but uh, obviously Marco's great. He right. just had less to do, uh, and we had our like fifteen second Starco hug. Uh, that was huge. I uh, yes. like take off the horns and then continues, and then Jeez. and then um, in the beginning we have Marco being so devastated the star's gone. 
Um, it's 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 great. Uh, mom, can you Mark mom can you be addicted to crying? Up. That was what. That was what <laughs> I'm calling the sadness hotline. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. The teens. Yeah, that it was really line. funny. Getting I the Starco, despite uh, Michelle's skepticism, the Starco was real. I think in the event, I would say. I mean, it was real. I'm just glad oh, that's 100%. like the extent that we got. Like we had so much other, and stuff we had on. parallels with River and Moon. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, uh, we learned Young River, young River. was precious. Yeah, young, I love Young him. River was small yeah, and that sweet. Was yeah, so adorable. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that the whole flashback episode. I really love Moon the Undaunted. I think it's probably the best of the episodes. Um, the second one. No, I I agree. The first one's pretty first one's good, really but good. yeah, I I, agree. I I think Return to Muni, Moon the Undaunted, and Toffee are all all timers of the show. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. real. Um, but Moon the Undaunted, I think I it's it's there's a lot here, but I just love kind of all the elements of it. I just really love the characterization of Young Moon. Um, she's super British for some reason. So so is so is <laughs> Young River. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's also all the humans. I didn't know if we knew this. All the humans seem like they're Scottish too. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, but they're they're. I'm not. I, I still don't know who's voicing Young Moon because the credits don't go that far. But uh, her character design is great. Yeah, I really like. I it. love her hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think she's wonderful. I think how she's she's like we see her in like kind of like a grieving period. Um, and she has to try to balance everything. Um, and her her uh. action with the river are great. You see where Star gets it all. Yeah, more <laughs> subdued, but yeah. And uh, she says, "I can't decide the fate of Muni. I can't even decide which boy I like." Um, but she, she, we, we eventually goes with uh, with River over Count Mildred, who was not much of a person in the the thing. But I guess that was the other romantic option for for Moon. Um, we her talking to Eclipse. I, I, she's so much to do. I think she's great. Um, her at the end with Toffee. Uh, yeah, lo- love love all of that. I think a really powerful moment. I just really loved. You're t- you look too young to be queen, and then when he Eclipse realizes, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it just it just sucked. Like I was just like, this hurts really bad. Like oh, didn't didn't, it, didn't yeah, Eclipse in- come off sympathetic there? I think so. No, yeah, she did. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I kept waiting for her to like sneak to yeah. like get out, but it didn't happen because she got frozen too quickly. So it's like okay, either she is like real chill. Or she's, she's very charismatic, or maybe both. Yeah, yeah. And this is presumably fourteen-year-old Moon. Say she's Star's age. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. We see we see young versions of Mina. Uh, we see put together Mina. I think that <laughs> put together Mina is so great. Yeah. Put together in quotations. Yeah, yeah I, well, you know, much more than the current. More Mina. normal. Yeah, I'd love than, to see. Yeah. I'd love to see Mina flashback episode. I think she was great here with uh, trying to get a confession out of the Monster King. Um, we see the, all the council members when they're younger, um, pushing for either the peace treaty or... Omnitrax is small. I was just really confused. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, oh, Omnitrax okay. has many forms. Yeah. <laughs> He's small here. And, um, we, t- I talked, I said the lizard went rogue. Um, the, uh, the, oh yeah. Rivers, uh, apology meet. Um, he says, so that was th- he so says, that's how we Johansons apologize. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Quality. Yeah, and yeah, he's all he's also sounds British. I don't understand it, but um, oh, Moon calls Glosser glossy, which I loved. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good. They seem to be on good terms, and also Glasser apparently loved Moon's uh, mother. Yeah, yeah. he's like really, and for like acting so unattached to like Star, yeah. like clearly like he he does care yeah. about things. And in the beginning, he's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. In the beginning of the episode, we see a picture of uh, super young Mew, Moon with her mom, and her mom looks cool. Maybe we'll get a 
Moon's mom flashback episode. <laughs> Maybe. Or just tell us or her just name. Tell us her name, yeah. Yeah, tell us her name. I, oh, <laughs> I, I haven't cross referenced this. We need to check the image we get of her with the portraits of the queens from Into the Wand. So yeah. Yes. I apologize if we do we know and I just haven't seen yet. Um but uh yeah, we we talked to uh that we talked about her talking to Eclipsa, um the the glove, the purple veins. So, oh yeah, we didn't talk about Moon with the purple veins um at the end, whenever she's cuz she goes to cast the spell on Toffee again and then it doesn't work cuz I guess magic's gone. Um and then Star brings it back uh in the it was I'm talking the last episode again. Um do we think that there's going to be ramifications on Moon for uh trying to cast this uh Eclipsa spell again? Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think um definitely, but I don't think it's more of a if Moon isn't stupid, I think it'll be okay. I don't... Because we see Eclipsa, her hands are purple. Hmm. Okay. Like, her hand... That's why she wears gloves. Her hand is... Which is also why now we know why Moon wears some wears gloves. Her hands are purple. Like, her entire hand is purple. And it stops more at her wrist. It looks kind of like gloves. But like her whole hand... So seeing the veins crawl up Moon's arm, obviously more dramatic, but that's more for, I think, our purposes and to be like, oh, my God, that looks awful. And Eclipse is also more controlled and she kind of, you know, created dark magic, has mastered it or whatever. So I think it's going to be more. As long as they don't fight Eclipse, I don't really think it's going to have physical ramifications. I don't think it's poisoning her or anything, Mm. but I do think it could have. I mean, it's tied to Eclipse. You know, it hurt because Eclipse was coming. So, I think there will be ramifications in that sense. You know, fighting Eclipse, trying to keep her from escaping, that kind of thing. Or even just talking to her. Like, how do you control this magic? It's, like, getting bigger now. Like, you're the one who created it. Do you have any insight? What to do? What's happening? Yeah. Like, I don't think there's going to be some transformation or anything. But there's definitely some ramifications. And it'll be... I'm really excited to get into it and to see what happens and Moon dealing with it. Yeah, it's a good point. It's like they like physically changes their appearance, uh, uh, and like gradually, I guess. It's like the mm. force, like when you're corrupted by the dark side of the force. Yeah, no, we're not doing evil moon, Michelle. No, I don't think so. That'd be kind of silly. <laughs> I think the show can do better. Evil star, evil star, duh. That's where we need to go. That's dark yes. star arc. We're back. Let's go back. Um, yeah, the uh, the contract, we talked about that, back to Moon the Undaunted. Also, they keep focusing on the contract. There's clearly going to be ramifications. Uh, yeah, well, that's why she's free, right? So that's we do, uh, we do uh, state that. Also, the contract might have also, like, tainted Moon herself, because, like, it runs through both their arms as they do that. Um, it's, uh, it's, they have says, she, uh, Eclipsa tells uh, Moon to aim directly at his heart, and then Moon changes to, like, his arm when she lifts up the, when, like, Toffee just raises his hand later. Um, I didn't necessarily... She's really nervous. I mean, I don't even know she if that was, like, kill a him. Yeah. yeah, she's just, I feel like, like, it was it's purposeful. a threat. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Moon at the end says she didn't seem so evil, um, talking about Eclipsa. So, yeah, uh, potentially not, uh, straight evil Eclipsa arc, at least as uh, Moon's impression there. Also, what will be the impact on magic? I know she's dark. She's you know uses dark magic or whatever, but there will be two queens of Muni. Hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to, to in a non-frozen state for the first time. That's true. And that's the thing too is the promise they made. I think it just a literal between Muni, like between butterfly queens, because 
you know, I don't, it's not like she could do this with like the queen of pony head or whatever. So I think that's what's. Yeah. Potentially only you know, between this is, two. This is definitely a, yeah. Yeah. This is definitely going to, I think be a powerful kind of, like, there's going to be a lot of consequences for this, you know, and magic and who's going to be in charge. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, Eclipse had never died. Uh, yeah, true. Like, uh, does, does this, uh, disrupt Moon's authority and like, does that contract only between two human queens? Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Another thing Eclipse has said, um, my, she lost her mother too, and she's not much older than, uh, Moon. So I wonder if that will come yes. into play. I wonder if that's like Please a thing that happens Please to a lot of the Oh, <laughs> they all yeah. just die. Yeah. Please don't kill no, Moon. We can, we Please. can't. She's too built up at this point. Probably. I will cry uh the moon going into the monster camp um we talked about most of this that was the most like that was so cool (laughs) i was losing my mind i was like you are so cool like she doesn't care she's just gonna sit down and eat her oh that was just the most she pulled out a blanket i could she's gonna have a picnic i couldn't deal with it it was so great i would just i I tweeted i was like can moon sign my forehead (laughs) i was like jeez yeah so shoots, shoots uh, Toffee's finger, can't really grow back, all the army um, runs away because of that, um, hugs River. She says she's going to hunt down the remains of the monster army and scatter them without country or leadership. Uh, any questions? I don't think so. So, yeah. She becomes just super scary immediately. Yeah, Moon's yeah. great. Um, and that's in the face of all the High Commission as well, um, just like claiming her authority. Um, so, yeah, that's... You're like, okay. Yeah, really, really love that episode. Um, definitely it was also really good on rewatch um let's talk return to muni the first one uh we talked about a lot of of course we talked about a lot of these elements already um we 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 had uh M- mrs diaz a lot of good moments in this first minute of the episode yes. yeah oh my god yeah, she's like uh, she has her nine iron um and she's uh we don't need to call the police i'll just beat them with my golf yeah, club it's, it's really good uh, Barco Diaz, as talked about before on many previews of, of the event. Sad Marco. Too, sad, too soon to take down the decorations. What if Star comes back? Um, oh. His dad wants to call the teen sadness hotline. Uh, Mom, can you be addicted to crying? I love that um, from, from Marco. Yeah, it's great. And then Star's watching um well <laughs> that was like the best she's like oh my god marco you're being so stupid yeah, right well, now she called him a cute idiot yeah, yeah. why do you yeah. have to be such a cute idiot says star hashtag starco yep um yep. and she had like wearing the red marco's red hoodie while watching yeah. it was, it's such a great image so i still love it yeah and then she's and, I like how she and then she it. smells <laughs> the hoodie yeah, yeah. Oh my god. and it's gross yeah. that's the best she, part she's in full teen girl like like romance mode with that yeah. <laughs> smelly yeah it's it's great Full disclosure, I'm currently wearing my girlfriend's t-shirt. So, so, so this is legit. Fine. This is, uh, this is a legit oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's the, 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 despite no overt Starco, you know, like it was wartime. We didn't have time to approach the, uh, this is like, uh, Katara and Aang at the end of Korra book three. Like we, we, we don't have time to address the relationship yet. We need to defeat the Fire Lord first. Also, they're best friends. Yeah. So that's also, you know, that's, they're still that. So well, not even clear who, if we're going to bring this up or they're just going to both want to go back to being best friends. I think, I think they might be hesitant to bring it up at first. So this, this might go on longer. Um, yeah, they go to this, uh, the well at the magic sanctuary or that's where Moon wants to go. 
Um, the the Fritz causing the only, really the only explicit mention of the Fritz is causing the carriage to change. The Warnicorn like starts like uh, yeah. like um, Moana t- like uh, type changing into a bunch of other animals type thing. Um, yeah, it's uh, River is uh, packing. Oh yeah, ri- so River packed Moon a bunch of stuff, and then it's like River being absurd. Uh, like love letters or stuff to because moon. he sucks yeah. and he's useless no. but it was really it's funny great. yeah there's a lot of river x moon in in this event it's it's really good it's yeah, great. message on a fan uh for her <laughs> yeah, uh star says great. marco taught me a lot how to mope self-pity all the cool teen stuff um yeah good 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 uh good line from star good there use. yeah star fighting rats um as our action sequence of the episode they, we had like the commission going to the top of the tree as the balloons and then them climbing it and stuff like that. Um, we learned what the Bois crocodile was from that promo. It's the sanctuary gatekeeper. Yeah. Also, it was not as long as that whole that. minute long. Yeah. yeah thank God. <laughs> they, just, they extended it for the promo. <laughs> it's only like twice. Yeah. There's the, the gate. They, uh, they have to like, then there's a bunch of crocodiles and then it like forms to make the say it was really weird. <laughs> it was so yeah. Funny. yeah. I was like, what is happening? And then they revealed the structure underneath. I was like, oh, okay. That's a little weird, but all right. No, it's great. All the glassworks in the sanctuary. Um, the queens of Muni coming here for generations, says Moon. Put the commission to the pods, open the wellspring, and then it's like the black goopy stuff. Um, the uh, Moon tears off, tears off the arm of uh, the hoodie and stars upset at that. Hashtag Starcom. Uh, corn <laughs> vending machine. What's with... Uh, apparently, there's just vending machines all over Muni. <laughs> There's at I least two. They're yeah. magical. That's yeah, there's fun. a vending machine in uh, in Romulus's lair as well. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I don't think I'll ever get tired of corn jokes. Oh, I'm never... past tired of the corn jokes. I... <laughs> I don't even like corn, and I'm still like, this is fine. Uh, yeah, that was they just had a vending machine there. Interesting. Um, they're safe at the sanctuary. Star Star wants to go and attack Toffee. Moon wants to not do that. Uh, says Lechmit's dead. Moon has the finger. The wands are linked. We'll find if Star does. Chaffee will find Star. Kind of like the taboo in Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we've exhausted our Harry Potter references, though. I think impossible. <laughs> I think we've hit impossible. our limit. No. I think I think you just. I mean, I brought a lot of them up too, but no, that's not a challenge, Delaney. Don't know. Um, you, you can't say things like that. What, what happened to? Don't what happened to cool warrior queen mom? Um, Toffee and the monsters killed my mother, says Moon. Yeah. Oh, uh, my, my favorite yes. line, I think. I thought you sent grandma to a grandma farm to hang out with all the other grandmas, says Star. Um, so, I think that's, yeah, I think that's my favorite line. Uh, the event, your age, uh, it was your age when it happened. Eclipse is live and I made a deal with her. Yeah. So, there you go. I think that's a really good episode, Return to Muni. Um, well, it's the first time we haven't really seen a lot of just Star yeah. and Moon interacting. Yeah. And it's great. Just this mother daughter, they're both really snarky and it's really funny. And they're both just super cool. Yeah, that was one of the things we were looking forward to after the end of season two was seeing uh Moon and Star on the run, and this episode kind of fulfills that with our Also Moon seeing how much Star has changed, all the things Star has learned. Yeah, it's yeah great. I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's really well done. Um Book Be Gone, the Ludo episode. Uh, Michelle, as our Ludo expert, what did you think of Book Be Gone? Uh, well, I mean, it was fine. I was a little like, why is this happening? I was like, oh, right, this event's like two hours long. <laughs> that, that's part yeah. of it for sure. But I mean, it was fine in like 
the ending was pretty interesting. Like Glossary got burned up. I still really like Ludo. Sometimes this was like one of the most like silly like episodes with Ludo, just in terms of like him like literally running around and like nothing really being accomplished to the last like two minutes. But I mean it was still funny. I still enjoyed it. But um yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite episode for sure. Yeah, the ending was the ending was really good. Um with with uh, the book being burned. And then other than that, nothing really consequential happened. Uh, what do you think of it, Delaney? I mean, it was fine. I, <laughs> it was, I was, I was enjoying it. I thought it was funny. And then he kept fighting the book and I got tired of it real quick. The mermaids were funny. And then he kept walking and it was just sort of Ludo alone mixed with, um, Ludo in the wild, make a little core and loan. Okay. Um, Ludo mixed that what Ludo in the Wild mixed with when he for he when uh Glostrick was teaching him the spells and it was basically those two episodes into the same episode. Yeah. Um I think this was mostly unnecessary to have a whole episode for this. That being said it wasn't bad. It was fine. Well, I think yeah. it's a good yeah. it was nice to have these kind of down moments in this two-hour event. Yeah, I mean, like this is it, this is just like a typical star episode, so it's not. Yeah, right. it's it's it makes more sense to have this here if you don't think of it as like a, a block of like a movie block. Um, I think my favorite part is right at the beginning when the bird and the spider bring back tacos, and the bird has a taco shirt on. Um, I too would yeah. wake up from wake being up. possessed by being given a taco. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, who put the taco shirt on the bird? Was it like the owner of the taco I place? I don't think the bird could have right. done it. So, <laughs> was it the spider? Did the spider do it? Maybe. Did did That's they the pay for the shirt? Did the the bird want the taco shirt? I have a lot of so many I have questions. a lot of questions about yeah. this, as the promo says annoyingly. And <laughs> this is this is the most questions I feel like I have about this taco shirt. Um, Ludo talks to the this pole, thinking it's Glosseric. Um, and then it's like Glasser's not even like in the pole or like right behind the pole. He's like very far <laughs> back from uh, the pole, which I kind of thought that was just, that was funny. Like Ludo's so dumb that uh, he's just really he's, like, not even close to to being him. Um, I like which one of you am I talking to? I like from Glasserick. Um He says tells Ludo. Oh, that was really yeah, good. Tells Ludo he defeated the High Commission. <laughs> uh, the hand tells him to take over Butterfly Castle. Uh, this whole thing with only the owner being able to write in the Book of Spells, which didn't really pay off it's like okay i guess toffee owns the book of spells well, is it toffee or is it star that's what i'm yeah. confused about. i don't know they never yeah. i assume it's supposed to be toffee but the episode doesn't really say yeah um they tax the book it blasts him away he's the mermaids yeah, he goes back oh uh, the whole thing with glossary trying to tr- tricking him on talking to the book that was yeah. so funny. awkwardly breaking up with the book it was so yeah. good it's like wow i thought Sweet you were talking. in on the joke I guess not. Yeah, I think this is Baby Glasserick's most sympathetic moment, <laughs> being mean to Ludo. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> yeah. So the, and then the whole thing, throwing book in the fire. Toffee didn't want the. Uh, Toffee says I didn't want this, um, but now that you're gone, yeah. So, uh, it's uh, and then Glasserick says, even though I knew this was coming, it's still kind of a surprise. So interesting. Glasserick implies that he knows all events that will happen in the future. I feel like from that line. Which I think I don't know if in that actual. I, like I feel like it's events, more like but... he knew it was like 
you know, the kind of, oh, I felt this coming. See, mm. that that line combined with the description of him as the most powerful being in the universe implied to me that he's like omniscient into the future as well. I don't think that's the case. Granted, it wouldn't shock me. I actually think he. I actually think he is. I think. I mean, there, I don't really have like hard evidence to support that, but um, like. Well, I don't think we'd ever have yeah. our evidence, hard evidence for that, because Glostrick literally only cares about. Right. Food. I think. I think he just like has the, all the the information available to him of everything that will happen. Whether he he just doesn't. He just like ignores thing. it. Yeah. Like I think. Yeah. He just doesn't care. Yeah. He's just Glostrick. I think, He's not, like, on top of everything, so even if he has access, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's, like, super concerned about it all the time. He's just a really terrible god, like, <laughs> really bad at it. Different priorities. But he's not even a bad one, he just eats yeah, pudding. Yeah, I guess he just doesn't Yeah, he's, he's pretty harmless. Yeah. He's not awful, he's just annoying. He's just an annoying, awful, yeah, so, there you go, that's, that's Book Be Gone. Uh, Marco and the King, uh, a lot of river, river partying in the beginning. Um, Stars... The perfect mixture of her parents. Yeah. They're just, it's so yeah. funny. Uh, big, big, big episode for that with River. Full Duke, Full Duke's um, monkey. I thought that that stuff was funny. Um, Marco with the sugar seed cereal. Oh my God. Yeah. And then River talking to the Mumin people, and they all like are Scottish. The monster in the cornfield. Um, that was so great. The I guess the best moment of the episode is, is, um, is River talking to the monster at the end? No, I was making the uh, go away motion. He's like, no, you're coming here. Yeah, coming that's here. not it. That's it's the so come funny. here motion. Yeah. <laughs> that very, it was very atypical star humor, but uh, I thought that was that was pretty good. Another, I, I, I do think that the, the presence of the monster in this episode works well with um, establishing just kind of a general tone to begin the season of, uh, yeah, monsters really not evil. Uh, yeah. Like this monster was... <laughs> just just uh didn't you know he's just hanging out like he and he's like uh talking to them and like despite him being like chill and talking to river they're still the mutant people are still like uh anti-monster and like yeah go away so definitely shows i think this this works well with puddle defender later um to to form that image um and the uh we have the moon laying out river's outfits to the top of the room yeah they're all exactly the same yeah i don't i mean i didn't like the implications of the gender roles in the royal family like moon's the queen why is she doing uh like i mean why are uh you know uh, obviously why are women on earth doing all the housework as well but like uh it's doubly so i feel like there. why like why is moon in charge of laying out river's outfits well i feel like they've done a really good job with on star and we know how useless River is. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And but and we've also seen a lot of agency. Like Moon does whatever she wants. She's in charge. And we've also seen that she kind of does her like she tries to fit with this image of the queen because that's what the people of Muni need. That's the what that's what they want. That's what, you know, to keep order and to keep peace, that's what she does. Yeah. Which we got a lot of that in the um it wasn't it was it wasn't the season two finale. It was the uh, penultimate episode. Those all blurred to me. I don't yeah. remember. I, th- I agree. It's more of a commentary on like River's uselessness. Um, but it I, and how much she cares. And, about yeah, him and that too. too yeah. yeah. In the moment, it comes. I think it comes across as like a uh, husband wife joke. Um, you know, which I wasn't crazy about, but I do think it was it was a funny visual and good representing. Like it it, it, it served its purpose well. But anyway, um, people uh, doing something. Well, it's like it is like gender roles and like I just I think Star does a really good job of 
that's not what the case is. We know Riverside. I mean, it's the usual like the like husband's completely incompetent, and then the wife does everything. But in this case, we see they really do care about each other, and Moon is in it you know incredible she yeah. does all this stuff she's an action hero she's super cool and but then she really does love that River. away just yeah, having her I mean, definitely, like, fold up his clothes for not. him like those can coexist yeah, definitely all that's still valid but like it could have been like worse like i don't think you know i think star does a really good job of not falling into the gender roles and doing things like that uh agree, moon the overall the it's, representation it's like for moon is great i don't yeah. um, you know i don't think could have been worse is is placates me but yeah anyway um we had this uh <laughs> well i think well the thing i think the main reason it's hard we're in this we have all these cool things and all these things moon and star do but we're still i think a lot of it also has to do with the way we are taught about this like we're in this fantasy world but it's medieval and they they kind of talk like they're british and we see kind of this royal thing and i think it's hard to look at this and not be immediately influenced by the setting um i mean yeah certainly it's in the context of all our other perceptions sure because look at because when we look at you know marco's parents they don't really do a lot and we have little moments here and there but i don't think we would i don't think they do a lot with like they don't do really any negative gender role things with marco's parents Granted, there's a lot less of them, but I think I think the setting is like a matter too. I think it's just hard not to think about that when because she's a queen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 not a big deal. It's a small moment. Um, but anyway, but people doing uh the rivers uh, it's like inspiring all the the the, the humans, I guess, and them all doing something unique and with with like a yeah. staring contest joke. Um. And then there's like weird, like the dentist, and then like a skull, like a builder or something. I don't know. It's like make a tooth shaped static. I think that was that what that was, but it was it was interesting. Um, anyway, this this episode, Mark on the King. What do you, what did you think overall, Delaney, of it? Um, the the episode as yeah. a whole. I mean, it wasn't my favorite. I like River, but he's dumb, and I'm not <laughs> usually a fan of his little archetype character. I mean, I think it was really good for River. I think it was kind of a redeeming episode for him. This, you know, I'm not a good leader. And, but then he really does care about the people and he was, you know, doing his best. And I think, I think it was a fun little episode and with him and Marco and it was, it was funny. I think it was fine. It was again, a low point, but I, it was important to have this kind of pacing like difference. What do you think, Michelle? In the yeah, I agree. Like, Marco and the King and Book Be Gone are kind of like the most chill, least plot heavy, well, arguably, um, the majority of them anyway, episodes in the entire bunch. And with that comes like a different tone and expectation and focus. Um, and so like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, and I enjoyed seeing like Marco finally like come back and do stuff. Um, and seeing more of the kingdom and seeing like the civilians and kind of seeing that interaction because we don't really see that a lot either. And I feel like there's a lot more to get into there. Um, so I liked it fine, but not my fave, clearly. Yeah, it was, I thought it was fine. It was, it was okay. I like, uh, River and Marco's interactions, um, et cetera. I have full Duke's great, et cetera. There you go. Uh, Puddle Defender. <laughs> this one I think stands out to me though. Uh, as mentioned, yeah. a lot of commentary on monster prejudice uh, from Moon and other Mumins. I think this is like the follow-up episode to like Mum Mum Day from season one. I think. 
Yes. Yeah. So uh, they, that's like, it stands out to me. Buffrog's great. The tadpoles are great. Katrina is, uh, is wonderful. <laughs> can yeah. talk now, which is amazing. Uh, but uh, is it mo- her legs are kind her of scary. Buff legs and no arms and can yeah. talk. Interesting. It's pretty, it's I think kind it's of pretty terrifying. great. Yeah. Uh, Katrina's great. But this, uh, this game between uh, Moon and Buffrog um very revealing into the the show's prejudices like i think the most explicit thing that they've said about monster prejudices in the show um yeah yeah, what do you what did you think of how they handled this delaney i mean i was shocked we got it in this like two hour block i wasn't really anticipating like actually going to talk about it i thought it was really great i thought it was well handled i think it was an interesting way to go about it and I think doing it with Buffrog was a really good idea because one, Buffrog's great, and it was, and it kind of gave a little bit more purpose to like having a moment with Buffrog because we've had a lot of episodes with him and we're like, oh my god, why is it him again? And I think, I think using Moon as a vehicle for this was really great, and it'll be good to see this like going forward when we ultimately have to go through this. And now that Toffee's gone, and with Ludo, and what are we gonna do with the monsters? And, you know, now that Muni's at peace, like, assuming, or assuming that Muni's at peace, but we still have all these issues to deal with, and the monsters did overrun the castle, so how are they going to deal with this? Yeah. So I just thought it was great, the games, uh, going through just the, the game titles was funny, and then, it's just that classic, you know, the humans were taught one thing, monsters taught another, and then also, but then also, the humans not recognizing, and Moon not recognizing that the reason the... Monsters have the games that seem similar to the Mumin games is because it's they're it's just a counter. It's just this parody of the, what humans think. Mumins. So yeah, it's. I think it's really it's really subtle and good and like not subtle in that like subtle subtle, but kind of the execution and the I don't I don't know how I'm, I'm trying to say how to say this. Like, obviously, it was very blatant in your face, which is it was supposed to be, but also just kind of how they went about it was a little subtle. It was, like, like it was incorporated well into the, the narrative. Nuanced, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I think nuance, nuance is a good yeah, Nuance course. take on it. Cool. Thumbs up. Yeah, that was... That was like, what is yeah, that Michelle, what do you think of how it was handled? Uh, I mean, I agree with Delaney. I think it was really good, and it was, it was like obvious and what it was doing but it was still like a nice progression um and like the fact that at the end they both were like oh well like and i think that the the big point for moon was like oh well like you're a parent too and then buffrock decides like he's not gonna help star sneak out uh, she has to find it out her own way with the help of the babies um but just like even the little touches from the beginning how like when she's like oh there's lugs on your couch he's like yeah they're, like, really good at cleaning things. I thought everyone knew that. Just, like, little moments like that I thought were really good and kind of, like, building up how, like, they have these very different perspectives, but they're totally intertwined in terms of, like, prejudice, which is, like, a really interesting thing to be talking about. And we have kind of been, like, dancing around it for two seasons now, so hopefully that does become, like, a bigger part of the next season. But, yeah, it was a really it was a really nice episode. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I think this take was very like striking and notable. Um such a uh such an in not only like in your face but um just a loud uh just statements like a very defined statement on uh on generally prejudice and how two groups thinking the other side 
uh, wants to like kill their children. <laughs> and, uh, there's no backing behind that. Um, I-, I thought it was one of the more defined takes the show has done, uh, from a general social level, potentially the, the most defined take. Cause the show doesn't generally take, um, it's, it's very generally kind of like vague and not, uh, not, not too very, very unlike this. So I, I, I found it very notable and I really enjoyed it. Uh, for, from that. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a, a like a fifty fifty thing. Like clearly, like one group like has more control, and like Buffar is like doing his best to be really polite and respectful, and Moon is just like really struggling most of the time until the fe- like the the parent comparison is made. Yeah. So I think that's like a, an important side too. Like humans are kind of in power. Um, is it for all the best reasons? Yeah, and and it's yeah, yeah, so. and like clearly the. Uh, the Puddle Defender game portrays humans not in a realistic light, but they, I agree the humans take by far the blunt of the criticism from yeah. this. And Moon in particular just comes across as very um, prejudiced and old-fashioned. Um, Star in the episode says, Mom, get with the times. Not all monsters are bad. Uh, just such so it, it, it's it's such a defined take and i really enjoyed that they went this blatant and um you know that they they made such a i mean it's just a broad it's such a broad statement like prejudice is bad you know like it's clearly it's not like uh they're going out on a limb here but um i like the i like yeah. the ability of the show to paint moon and uh the protagonist in general in somewhat of a negative light and showing that yeah the the people that we think of as heroes um you know, can have uh, these these bad qualities to them and fall under the same, uh, you know, these the same bad influences that a lot of people in 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 our realm of that we see as sympathetic fall under. So um, I think, yeah, I think it's just uh, one of the most meaningful takes that the show does for sure. And also the rep- the way they were going about it was in this reference to how. Um, Moon was raised. This is a societal yeah. thing. This isn't yeah, just sure. her prejudice. This is, it's not just, you know, you know, in Voltron, we have this, you know, it's just Allura. It's just her. And it's very, and it's just all focused on yeah. her character. And they don't play it as much as one. We literally, our only reference is like Voltron. But it just seems so much more in the way they play it. It's not as, one, it's not as effective because it's, uh, there's just iffy things with it. More, more of like but a societal statement, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this is more of a societal statement. It's not as like personal, which I think is a really great, and, and that's what, like, this is the more kind of realistic. I know it's like monsters, but yeah. Is representing it. Like, she was very matter of fact, and the frog's like, no. <laughs> and, you know, this societal, and, you know, having it in board games, and I think that that's really, I think, what makes it really effective and powerful is this representation because a lot of times in media it they don't they don't go to that because that's what it is it's societal but they you know play it off as you know this one personal thing or there's a reason for it yeah yeah for the record i think the voltron take is the the voltron they are also attempting for it to be a societal thing but allure is the last of the people so it doesn't come across well um it's hard it's hard you can't play it like that when it's 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 not the 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 right circumstances one thing before we jump off to next episode that I also think is really interesting is because like it's not like they paint Moon as like completely like she's still sympathetic to us as a character despite like having this like old fashioned perspective and I think it also like the combination of like the arc seeing the flashback like the Reptile King was going to sign a peace treaty but the general Tafia was like no no like we're going to rebel like 
something could have ended there that didn't. And because like Moon had to do what she did, she decided like, oh, all right, I'm going to go scatter all of them. So they have no ties to each other. But like that creates kind of a whole other problem that Star's kind of living with now. And it's like progress isn't linear, you know? So I think that's like a really important, interesting angle too. Like in some ways, like Moon did what she had to do, but also created these other problems that are still like festering now, like clearly. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a great point tying that to Moon's actions at the end of the flashback episode. Um, for me personally, what Moon says about like scattering them so they have like no like leader or defy, like that came across super unsympathetic to me. Um, like I think, and I think that's, you know, like clearly I like Moon and um, I, it, she's. Yeah, but it's like, oh, like no wonder. Like, that's not a good action to take. It's like actively yeah. bad and actively hurts a lot of people and it's like harmful to what Star's trying to do here. But And it also explains when she goes to try and find Ludo yeah. and she goes and talks to the family and like mm-hmm. the Lord of Lord and Lady of Arius for seeing these remnants of a society, a culture that has that moon in that with that's now been revealed that Moon herself is the one who dismantled this. It's like, yes, uh, we we see the societal influences and we see why Moon is prejudiced in the way she is. But also, this is absolutely, absolutely her fault. And it is very much her fault that she holds this prejudice and that she took that action with the monsters and it's having a bad impact on them. So a lot of them live in poverty and it's an impact on uh, her people as well. Um, And we see that Star is someone who's raised in a similar culture to her but does not hold these prejudices. Um, Like... Also, it's not as far removed as we, I think we were led to believe in, um, mune, mune, oh my god, mune independence, yeah. I can't say that word, it's- but, because I think the way they present it there is that it's, you know, it kind of feels a little bit more far off, but no, it's just literally from, you know, the only, it's however old Moon is now to when she was 14. Yeah, she had to unlearn that stuff, too. Like, she really struggles in that episode to be like, oh, geez, like, she's, like, looking at her history. She's like, I've always, like, done this, but, like, reading this, it's kind of messed up. And, like, that moment where she, like, lets Buff Frog go at the end of the episode, like, that was one of my favorite parts of season one, because it's, like, you can tell she's, like, really analyzing, like, why she's reacting the way she is, and, like, she's making a conscious effort to, like, think differently about monsters, maybe for the first time in her life. Which at 14, yeah, that's like kind of a while too. So Star's done like a lot of growing in that way that her mom hasn't at all. So we're seeing that. Which what the episode, what Puddle Defender does too is this um, Moon starts thinking about it. Like we kind of had that, it kind of cracks the door a little bit open for Moon too. Mm -hmm. And so we see where, where Star has grown, Moon maybe hasn't, still holds the prejudices. She took this pretty destructive action um when she was 14 but at the same time she was young and and influenced by society the stakes really yeah. high and also too. and also yeah. um, we also have to like i think also we kind of took it more of a joke you know they kept saying how devastated she was because her mother died but that also obviously was a driving yeah. factor they killed her Absolutely, mother yeah um and like this was an anger and there was, and, was an yeah and she couldn't see the nuance between that what that wasn't all monsters that was like just the individual coffee, right? people yeah. who did it versus yeah, yeah like monsters yeah. at large so, um, yeah I, I agree. Like this, the whole arc here paints Moon. Um, like clearly, she's still sympathetic to us, and we understand what she's doing. But we also see a very like uh, not great side to her. Uh, well, it's this very obvious generational divide. Yeah, and it's a really good representation of it. I agree. It is good, mm-hmm. and and yeah. like it's it's a it's a broad statement. But I also think it's an indictment of Moon specifically. And like, I don't want to like quote unquote let Moon off the hook. Like we understand it's well. Yeah. No, it's I mean her actions. Yeah. 
directly cause all yeah, of this. Yeah, I think she's taken some very bad actions. We understand that we, we've, we've been presented why she takes them, but at the same time, um, yeah, they, they, these were shown to us and her, her prejudices still still yeah. happen. In but it's important episode. too that they were showing that it's a societal thing. Like it's just, it's also, it's based. Like this is all of right. the Right, so we, we see all the reasons why and stuff. So that's good, yeah. Um, all this in, in Paddle Defender. Um, uh, what well, we, well, we didn't mention. <laughs> so much yeah, we got sl- in. Sl- uh, they were in the sanctuary in the beginning. Um, uh, slud, the sludge coming down from it. No time to take the commission. Uh, star blasts out of, of the sanctuary. Um, and then uh, we... I like the uh, m- two moments with Star here. Um, she's like, it's creepy out here. And then like punches the snake as like, it's about to come down. That was there. Great. <laughs> and then like yeah. a frog's like ribbit. And she's like, ribbit, like getting the idea to go to buff frog. Um, the great weird star moment. Um, the, the babies with the, they have arms now. <laughs> Little Katrina's a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, Ludo took the castle monster issues. Yeah. Getting a certain vibe from her. Um, that's uh, I feel like I think Buffrog says that right. Um, yeah, that was I think that was a really a good line. Yeah, line. Getting a certain vibe. This episode very com- good, very commentary. real world yeah. with their language too. I yes. think so. Yeah, um, your daughter is very strange. Thank you, says this <laughs> moon. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the the puzzle defender board game humans uh, that eat uh, monsters that eat human babies. Um, can you name a time where such thing ever happens? Uh, the uh, moon uh, moon played castle defender. Um, monsters that have less of a reputation, they didn't act so bloodthirsty all the time. They only act that way to protect their children from humans. Uh, and then they bond as parents. Yeah. All, all that stuff we talked about. Um, Katrina talks. Um, sometimes you just got to sneak out to the club and go dancing. I feel you, girl. Um, that was just ridiculous. How old is yeah. Katrina? Like, <laughs> I know. It doesn't matter. She's the one at the club. She's did, got the Did she go to the bounce lounge? Is that what happened? Maybe. Um, yeah. I'm very worried, says Katrina. And then she says she's going to die. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was funny. It just ends yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Going, moving on to King Ludo. Um, Ludo, we just, a bunch of stuff about Ludo being in power, removing all the things with butterfly faces, the thing with the the, the King Ludo merch, uh, I thought was really funny. Uh, like the mask and stuff. Um, butter with Marco and River freeing themselves. That was great. I knew he was going to eat the butter. Yeah, I knew uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, classic river. Um, potentially some of the best stuff in the episode comes from the interactions of the, the artists, the resistance artists. Um, uh, artists com- comment on the world around it, not doing stuff, says uh, Rubariat. Um, the uh, buffoon is a, it's a facade for my pointed social commentary. I like the phrase pointed social commentary in Star. <laughs> and then them all agreeing that the mime is a genius. Um the uh, song about Ludo, I think, getting to see Le- Levitato's River. A lot of good uh, Levitato line reads. They make fun yeah. of it a lot. Eden, yeah. sh- Eden shares some fun, really actually. good Le- like that. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I like this concept of Ludo knows one spell and like that's how he yes. <laughs> so he's punishes yeah, people. He's <laughs> he just time. floats them into the sky. Um, and and stars like yeah that can't be that that can't be that bad. Next episode she says that. Um, any that was pretty funny. It was like oh and it's, he learned it. I'm yeah. not that worried. about Anything it. from King Ludo the episode Delaney stand out to you that we didn't t- that I didn't talk about here? I don't think so. I just like River yeah. and Marco. Yeah, overall good episode. I mean, it was fine. It was it yeah. was okay. Like I don't think it was. I mean, I don't, to me, it's not stand out. I mean, it was funny and had some funny moments. 
And I like the resistance was fine. And then after this, I was like, I'm so done. Yeah, I don't need to see them again for a long time. Ever again. <laughs> no, let's uh, bring back. I keep forgetting her names. That's not a good sign, but. It's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, bring back full Duke. Bring back full Duke. Bring back Riberia. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, anything stand out to you that I didn't talk about? And what do you think overall? Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, cool. Yeah. Okay, Let's get into toffee. Yeah, we talked about the second half basically in entirety, but we can talk about the first mm-hmm. half as well. Um, uh, King Ludo's uh, song from the a second Ludo song from the youth the youth choir, <laughs> and then he levitatos <laughs> them. Uh, they're singing with angels. Oh my, that was very very. That was terrible. <laughs> oh my god, it's really really great evil moment from Ludo. It's very very like darkly funny because um, you don't know if they're they're coming back down. It's uh, it's great. Um, star in this rat costume. That was weird. Okay, um, let's talk about yeah. the furries. They're a furry couple because Marco. Oh also my god! Has a rat oh my god! No, Delaney, are you declaring no. Starco no. furry? Is that no. they might you just they they just pushing rat- me farther, farther <laughs> away so, from this show. So weird. Why do they both have rat costumes? Why did they both come up with that idea? Like, I just yeah. I love how yeah, face. Star has like the mean rat costume. Marco is like the cute mouse costume later. It really doesn't make any sense that either of them have (laughs) access to these costumes. It was a really funny moment, though, when (laughs) she drops into the elevator and you you have no idea what's going on and then it's a giant rat. And you're like, what? (laughs) Delaney has declared hashtag Starco Furries. I don't think it's appropriate, but whatever. We're hour 30 into the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Our minds. By the the way, uh, Toffee, I believe, is the final episode directed by uh, Giancarlo Volpe uh, for Star Wars The Worst of Evil. Um, I thought he did a wonderful job here. Uh, He's he's done a lot of the best work on Star, directed like at least like half of the best episodes of the show. Yeah. And uh, he says he's leaving for a friend's project that he couldn't pass up. But um, yeah, uh, Giancarlo did incredible work on Toffee. He'll be sorely missed from the crew from the star crew um yeah and uh he ends by uh his final i don't think you, I've, I've probably the writer's idea but uh by the starco furry costume so that's this is his mark on the show anyway um, <laughs> let's not let that be <laughs> no, like no, no 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 please uh we've i mean come on how about like how uh how he directed uh like this uh Uberty star and toffee dying there's tons of incredible visuals in this episode yeah. for sure yeah um yeah jk on that but uh the uh extended starco hug we talked about this take your horn uh your horns are poking me um like oh my god it's it's happening it was like a solid 10 seconds at least it was it was great oh my god you, you weren't feeling it michelle come on i was feeling it a little that's when i was like ashamed with no, myself you were feeling it. yeah come on but, like it was it was you, nice. join, you, you need to be fully converted we're almost there no, that's when we not- get to the Starco kiss, you'll be fully converted. Hey, wait, you can get <laughs> no, we, I demand a hundred percent Starco convergence. Um, Marco's uh, goes over his plan, um, and uh, Star comments. We do get a Riberia comment when Star sees it. He's great at ruining people's lives with songs, says Star. That yeah. was great. Um, <laughs> other yeah. great Starco and Mark, uh, Star says, Marco, you've never looked cuter in that beret. Um, wonderful uh yeah yes it's it's good and she's like oh marco your plan is dumb but you've never looked cuter in that bray <laughs> i think it's great uh well it's kind of funny this kind of role reversal because when she, when she says you're just doing pranks yeah. it's and stars doing the serious stuff and marco just can't get anything going on his own yeah I, it's i agree it's great um 
toffee i think i think ludo's spelling out uh wand w-o-n-d um yeah yes yeah. that was good oh yeah. my god uh star says toffee's in the wands uh she does the whisper spell to the wands i don't remember the whisper okay, spell can we, that was this was kind of a sad moment though this kind of actual genuine interaction between star and i agree Ludo. Ludo, like yeah. ludo is basically on star's side once star reveals that uh toffee's in the wand so i think when ludo comes back uh because of the fact that they're the last we've seen they're they're kind of on the same side here that ludo might not be a villain at all yeah right um i i agree there's was, was genuine ludo's like uh you know he's like scared and like uh needs to deal with this and get star's help it's I, it's 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 good yeah and then we know star is about to do something awful yeah. so uh, yeah. i think the, I mean, the whispering spell we've we know of the whispering i think it's spell. probably something i don't remember but yeah, I no, that's like what before. she used the okay. last time. Yeah, that's season what, one finale. That's literally yeah. what yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. It, when she yeah. blew it up. I'm in dire mm-hmm. season one finale rewatch. But yeah, it's... Uh, oh. And they've mentioned it before. Like, they've talked about it being the whispering spell. Okay. Yeah. Um, Buff Rog and Moon come. Um, horse comes out? What does that mean? Oh, oh the, well, the I wand. think it's like okay, the, yeah. the horse that was the, in, in the, in the, the wand, half of the yeah, wand yeah. died. Okay, eventually. there's like two times yeah. when like the horse from the wand comes. I don't know if it was the same horse, but it comes out once here. No, it's a different horse. She grows a horse okay, at so the end, and new, she kills yeah, one that's of that's a new the horse at the end. Other wands. Okay. Yeah, this is the, the previous horse. horse from the wand. <laughs> Star, goes in, horse. Star goes into dead horse. Star goes into Star goes into Ludo. Um, yeah, but that's a normal thing that happened. This is super dark, and then. This yeah, whole this cute. whole sequence kills me because Moon is watching and she's like the whispering spell and then the whole rest of the time she's crying and I was about to cry I couldn't handle it it was it was emotional couldn't deal with it this was so intense and then, then they cut to commercial and I'm like I can't deal with this like why are you doing this to me yeah yeah um and I think we're what we're all like inside to- Ludo or Toffee stuff yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. Uh, Goop, Toffee, Gold, Stuff, Stars, Magic, uh, gives Toffee back the finger, Moon does, um, Toffee regrows around Ludo. Um, She's fine in his yeah. yeah. It gave me very, like, Gravity Falls vibes, that kind of, like, yeah. creepy like, weird animation. Yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Um, They throws up Ludo. Uh, looked like, like a baby, <laughs> right? Like yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> um, sad, uh, sad Moon. Um, Just try... That was really good though, like the character uh, direction when they're like, and then Marco's like punched through his heart. It's just, it was just was really good. It was really well done. Yeah, Sadman tries to yeah, tries to use the really... spell. Sad Marco, uh, like punch tries to punch through. Yeah, it's that was the potentially even bigger of a Starco moment was Marco's devastation, yeah. and then uh, part of trying to punch through him. Yeah, um, and then uh, T- Ludo, did I have any part to play in this? Uh, and Toffee, no. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, a little, a little frustrating from a narrative standpoint that that's the explanation we get, but you know, I like this. I like delegitimizing Ludo. So that's fine. <laughs> Ludo needs to move I, yeah, forward. So move it's fine. Um, yeah, we talked, uh, no one's ever been here before. Glasser can star dip down. Oh my God. Why did we need to bring back the dip down? But, um, yeah. So good. I'm a dipper. Pony gold from the wellspring commissions so back potentially wand, uh, Wait, there was um I think there was a really really great emotional moment between Marco and um uh Moon when Buffrog comes over and 
he tells Marco, he's like, "There's, you know, can you talk to the queen?" And you know, she's oh, trying to put yeah. the, when she's trying to put the wand back together, and yeah. then Marco's like, "Try this one." I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he she's gonna help her. It's like she kind of needs uh, this right now. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, oh. Delaney devastated. Yeah, it just I have all the moon feels. It was really good it was just like it wasn't like over the top their grief it was like very believable and that's what felt so genuine about it. so i agree with delaney like it was it was all really good characterization at that point yeah, I, I agree the the like i know i love starco and marco and star are great but... that was good yeah no like objectively it was really good but no what but what ties to me this two-hour event together is moon and star their bond and their relationship and it was just great yeah the moon and star mm-hmm. was really yeah uh, overall really great and i agree the depiction of them being really sad was 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 really good um the uh wand reforms we talked about this the yeah Mubri star um blast Falls. Yeah. Him. Oh man, it was so good. Falls in the outfit, and then like the outfit changes, and then the wings dissipate. Um, muck toffee like at the that. end. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh like uh on the cusp of death. Toffee. It was yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Like uh, very creepy. Uh, Ludo pushes the pillow over. Um, yeah, can't get more gone than that. They're they're talking about how gone he is. Look, I yeah. did that. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Look, I did that. I know. Give me validation, yeah, please. Was... <laughs> it's my biggest thing. He's so sad. Yeah. Can't get more gone than that. That's our official in-character <laughs> designation of Toppy. So, <laughs> Moon with the Eclipse of Veins. Um, throw Ludo back in the void. And then stars... Where did Ludo's scissors come from? I can't keep track. Did he just always have I them? I don't know. This way. Yeah, don't so Star, Star has his scissors. scissors now. Did Star lose her scissors? Marco has them. Marco, Marco has his own scissors. scissors. Yeah. Wait, what? What happened to Star's scissors? I don't know. I thought well, Marco her scissors has scissors aren't hers. They're from Ponyhead. Yeah. yeah. But Ponyhead got them from... Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, God. This is just... That's what I, I thought. Remember. And then Marco, like, claimed them. Either way, them. They, now they have both, both of scissors. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, good luck. I think it's a star say. Who says good luck to, to Ludo? I thought that. I think it's Yeah, star. I think that's yeah. Um, River comes back uh, with the children's choir on eagles. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, right let's here. explain oh, that much. being a Lord of the Rings reference. They're on the okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't like. I'm not a Lord of the Rings person. Like, okay, so it's a, it's, it's a reference. Gotcha. Well, there's a scene. Everyone literally gets saved, and they're okay. all on well, equals. Thank you. Because um, I, <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I, I have not this. seen it, so I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, um, I did see okay. this on Twitter though. People were comparing it. Um, Moon uh, runs to Eclipsa because uh, she thinks that from like her veins or something. She ran there yeah, really I don't fast. know how that happened so fast, and then. Uh, she she's like nope not happening and then she's walking away it starts cracking so unsure if moon will like hear the cracking and be like oh okay she's she's breaking out now but um yeah eclipsa eclipsa back and we talked extensively about that so there you go uh no i love it by the time she gets back to the castle eclipse is just there like drinking tea yeah like oh you're older now wow (laughs) feels like a second ago i was giving you advice that's true that would be interesting how how eclipse is going to react to that and stuff uh what do we think of toffee as a whole uh as a whole episode i mean just really good and super dramatic and there's so much going on very emotional I agree. Mm-hmm. It's re- the ending, the second half, of course, is great. But the whole, even from the beginning with the, the Ludo Choir song, I think is really well done. Um, and there's just a bunch of great moments here. I think, like, narratively, not a top episode, but um, just, like, overall, really great. 
if you add in all the elements and stuff. Well, it just keeps sucker yeah. punching you. Like, it's more yeah, of like an emotional reactive good. type episode. Then, stuff's yeah. really good. Yeah. Cool. Um, do we want to do a sing-along with the end credits? Let's talk the new end credits. Um, everyone's like, oh, it's stars in anime now. Anime end credits. Um, Star was always an anime. I mean, <laughs> how is it anime? Uh, this is uh, this. It feels like an anime ending um, with like uh, yeah, it's, uh, singing, I mean, it does. singing like it really a song does. at the end. Yeah, so. And her just like standing there with like her hair moving in the br- like I yeah think for real. It's, okay, so I'm not 100 percent sure. I think this is Darren Nefsi singing. Uh, this I have no clue. it's credited yeah. at the end, Darren and uh, the composer of the show. So I think it might be her singing. Do we want to do sing along with the? No, she's a princess. Win! I have it written down right here. <laughs> Go for it. No. Okay, no. okay. I mean, Go I don't want anything notable about the lyrics. Not really. It's pretty general. Through the. It's just yeah. cute. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. There. I think it's called Shining Star. Um, but yeah. I would assume evil won't deter because magic flows through her. I like that rhyme. There you go. I uh, know. I like. Don't worry when it's night because she will keep the lights on. That's such a quality line. <laughs> Shining Star. Yeah. Good. So I, I really love the the end the new end credits. It's really good. Um, star is now Sailor Moon. Yep, confirmed. It's happening. Well, it's just funny. It's. I mean, I I. I will always love the original in credits because it's so cute, and I can I can sing that like that's such a good fun rhythm, yeah. and then I could walk I would have I to walk when I sang it though like, um, but I like I just like these upbeat in credits. It's really good, and I think also just having these with the like obviously I know it's because it's season three, but I think it just fits so well after having this big epic two hour and. Starlit, total Super Saiyan, Sailor Moon nonsense. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm bad. This, I also, I love the previous end credits, but these are these are really good too. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, let's rank all seven episodes overall. Oh God, you just want to milk this two hours? No, is you? I always have to rank that. No, we're closing out here. Um, I'll start. Okay, I'll go. No. Okay, go. No number one, that. Moon the Undaunted. Um, number two, I guess I have to go Toffee. Number three, Return to Muni. Number four, Puddle Defender. Um, number five, King Ludo. Number six, Marco and the King. Number seven, Book Be Gone. Well, that was my list. Exactly too, the so. same. I disagree what? with Dylan. No, yeah, I mean, in terms of, yeah. What's your, for what's sure. your disagreement, Delaney? No, I agreed. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Well. Okay. There's the official. I would also have. It would making. also. I would probably change one or two around, but I don't. Ha- I don't care enough to. I. I actually wouldn't change any. I don't remember the names. Can't rank them. Don't remember names. <laughs> Those are the official <laughs> overly animated episode rankings. But I would say definitely like Moon the Undaunted and then all that jazz. Yeah, on the surface, like thinking back though, like I pretty much do agree with Dylan's list. Well, I mean, honestly, other than Moon, like Moon the Undaunted, Toffee, and uh, like Return to Muni, like King Ludo. After that, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the the wait, but what about the yeah, Puddle, I think Puddle Defender? Defender is a solid four, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's like yeah. Anyway, um, overall uh, event, obviously thumbs up. The event thumbs up. Um, yeah, thumbs. High how, thumbs. High thumbs up. How, how yeah. hype are we now for Star going into the rest of season three? Ready I'm ready. Now. I'm also like, I'm glad that they did this because I don't think I could have handled watching this like 
I don't know. Having it all shoved down my throat at once is good. And then I can like wait. Yeah. We got a lot to work with to speculate on. And yes. that's like a good feeling as a fan. If we had it week by week and we had to like sit through like <sighs> the King shenanigans and like Ludo in the book for two weeks of suspense, that'd be a little hard. So I like this format for this chunk. It does seem like a natural break after Toffee. I mean, we don't really know what's happening now, yeah. but there seems to be a yeah. shift in the show now um, to go to it from. Yeah. Uh, and this felt very, I know they're like episodes, but this still felt like very natural altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it really did. Like the pacing, honestly, even on the latter episodes, like it all fit within the larger like conglomeration. And I'm interested to see how much, like how this is going to change and how like, are we going to have more book be gone episodes or are we just, I mean, obviously we're going to have like a little, like some downtime, but I just wonder how. Yeah. It's a, it's like, a big question. Is what's we, the new, like, what's the new format ahead. of the show? Yeah. Like, are we even back on earth? Or are we still on Muni? Like what's, what's happening now? Uh, well, if the intro is any indication. Mystical adventures all That'd over me. Um, very, very quickly, my previous best star episode of the year was um, the, uh, now I'm blanking on the name, but um, obviously Running with Scissors. So um, for me, not none of these episodes are better than Running with Scissors. Agree or disagree? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, mean, I, I don't like Running with Scissors. With scissors that much as some of these you so you put several of them moon the undaunted was really good i mean i think moon the undaunted's great um yeah but yeah I put it above running with yeah for me i don't know like i mean i still feel like i mean i guess to, to me they might be tied like they're just they both deliver on the emotion and the i don't know like this the dramatics <laughs> yeah so i don't know i mean i just Granted, it's always hard for me to separate, like, in this, like, big chunk. Yeah. I, I do think um, Toffee, uh, Moon the Undaunted, and potentially Return to Muni are all top 20 episodes of the show. Yes. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. So, good, good showing here for Battle for Muni. Um, okay. F- final thoughts, Delaney. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I loved it. This is great. Moon is awesome. Star is awesome. This is... I for I haven't like honestly I haven't I can't even remember the last time I actually watched like oh it's a TV movie. Granted the that's kind of changed like this is really just episodes tied together versus like oh when you had like Kim Possible and like her TV movies. But I really loved it. I thought it was great. I would love to see more. I'm excited just for season three. Eclipse is going to be really exciting. I just I just thought all oh, this is really great. I I feel like we wrapped up. Um, season two and season one really well i think we're finally like finally we've literally put toffee to rest so (laughs) i'm excited to see like going forward i just loved it and i'm always about like the viewing experience and it didn't really like to have episodes kind of thrown together it didn't feel that way it felt very seamless and unlike steven universe the um commercial breaks were well placed and i wasn't horrifically confused (laughs) and I just thought it all worked really well. It didn't feel super long. It didn't feel like two hours. It just, I was kind of on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was great. I just loved it. I thought this was awesome. And I'm just really excited and ready for the rest of season three. Awesome. Michelle, final thoughts. 
It was so much fun. It was, and it, I feel like it finally answered enough questions that I feel really content because it was like building for a while, and they clearly have like so much more left, which is always good. Like you want that, you want to be excited and be able to speculate about where the show's going next. But like the flashbacks were like everything I needed, you know. And that's a very like I don't get that feeling a lot with some shows. So it was a really good time. This was a good group of episodes. This was a good event that they planned. So I really liked yeah. it. Uh, yeah, great stuff here. Very, everything's very, everything was great. Very exciting. Slightly, um, not by the event, but, uh, this, I, I'd prefer us to be slightly further along narratively with the show at this point, but, um, the minor grievance overall, I think it's, uh, it, it was, it was really good and I'm very excited about the direction of the show. Can't wait to come back in September, I believe. So not that long of a yeah soon that's pretty soon we have a, we have a month and a half to digest yeah. <laughs> exactly the, all the theories out there and then we'll be back with uh with that but, but before that we'll have plenty of more podcasts on battle from uni to come give us all your feedback uh eventually we'll have a feedback show for this i don't know if it'll be the next one i might get uh, other people's takes and then have a feedback show after that um so leave comments anywhere where you can find this podcast overlyanimated.com on youtube or wherever else email us podcast at overlyanimated.com uh and you can get your thoughts into the feedback show um i believe this might be our longest podcast now i was trying to check that as we we're going but um i believe we might have barely beaten <laughs> beaten a few previous ones to, to get the record although unless i unless i keep rambling on the outro i don't know if we'll make two hours but um it is two hour call, yeah, but we'll uh, yeah, yeah. For the very record, close. Not the two longest podcast Dylan and I have done. This it's is not true, you, well, but like yeah, this not is from Cora. This, but this is the longest <laughs> overrated, I think. But uh, yeah, so um, marathon for, uh, battle from uni podcast. Um, I'm gonna at Darren Nefsi uh, on the tweet to see if she retweets it. She <laughs> she, 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 she retweets yeah. a bunch of fan art and stuff, so I think it's possible. Um, so yeah, the, thanks you, thank you guys for listening. Check out overlyanimated.com for everything. Um, if you enjoyed this, um, definitely subscribe to us uh, anywhere you can find us, YouTube, iTunes. Um, and if you in celebrate, how about in celebration of the pseudo two hour podcast, you can leave us an iTunes review or star rating at the very least on our main feed over at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes. That helps us grow and we'd really appreciate that. Um, consider sub, uh, supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Mitch, aka Fever Mitch. And thanks as always to your patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, Yep, we'll be back with more Battle for Muni discussion. We have some Adventure Time discussions coming up this week. Adventure Time's new um, this this coming week. And then uh, Rick and Morty Season 3. Very exciting. Yes. So uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, shows ramping back up. Everything's very exciting. Uh, check it all out, overlyanimated.com. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.